to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. And we're back, man. Episode 127, dude. Yep. Um, yeah, man. Um, let's get right into it. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, it's his birthday. Um, I just think it's really weird. It just, it's a very weird way to start the year when he had passed. Mm-hmm. And now it's his birthday. And with Kobe Bryant, it just seems he's one of those guys where it seems like he lived out his purpose. When he died, you just realize like his life, everything he wanted to do. I don't say everything he wanted to do, he did it, but it seems that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. I think uh, one of the beautiful things about um, the way he went out is that there were, obviously, you you kind of grow in popularity once you pass away, but right. a lot of people were able to tell him and, and show you know the world or whatever how they actually felt about him while he was here that yeah exactly. and it wasn't it wasn't very many people that was like you know kind of like i would say like when tupac died he was beefing with a lot of people so right. it was guys like jay-z nas and stuff that you know they didn't really get along too well but now that he's gone they can mm. say in a song like i'm right around bumping Pac. i'm and nas yeah. said it jay-z said it but right with uh with kobe a lot of these people that um, even have you know crazy battles with him. They were able to yeah. say like, "Yo, Kobe was a beast on the court," and I, you know, I got the utmost respect for him. So, yeah, yeah, I know a lot of guys that hated Kobe's fucking guts. They thought, "Man, fuck Kobe, Kobe trash," you know. Mm-hmm. And just based on the fact that Kobe was so great, it people hated him. Some people yeah. hated him. Like I, I was like that with Jordan. It's not that I hated him. I just really disliked him, especially back in the day, being a Laker fan and he beat us and shit. Yeah. I was like, God damn, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, Jordan's so great that you have no choice but to, but to respect it. But being as Kobe it was, um, being who he was, and as many last-second shots as he hit. Like today, yeah. Luka Doncic hit a last-second shot, and mm-hmm. I just instantly thought of Kobe. Yeah. yeah. I just instantly thought of how Kobe used to make us feel when he would just kill people at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Remember when he busted Dwayne Wade's ass at the end mm-hmm. and he banked it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kobe banks it in! Yeah. Like, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, There's so many good memories, man. Right. They uh, they had one of those uh, things on the... There's like a little sideline billboards or whatever at the basketball game, and they had the little KB and then the number two for his daughter. For his so, daughter. Yeah, yeah that man. Was pretty, that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, we send our deepest condolences to his family, his wife. Yeah. His wife still is definitely going through it. She posted oh, some yeah. old picture of her and Kobe um, on his birthday. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, you, you can't even quantify the amount of pain that Vanessa Bryant's going through. Yeah. I think her, I think her and Lauren London, I, I, I just don't see how you actually get over that. Oh, 100%. I think you, you just, you go on about your life. You can't just, you know, sit right. in your closet all day, but I just don't see how you, you find another partner. I don't oh, see man. how you, I don't know. I don't, I just something it's like I said, the, a missing piece. Right. There's some women that have been widowed, like just until they passed on. Yeah. They just, you know, they met a dude here and there and then that was really it. Yeah. Not, not that I'm saying that's going to happen, whatever the case. I just think that I really believe that, that some people find the love of their life. Right. And then once that is removed, then it's hard to yeah. replace that. Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, it's it's hard to find one, so finding another right. one. And then the thing that sucks for that other person, like who's the Nipsey Hussle and Kobe are like the yeah. top tier one yeah. percent people in whatever field they're in. So right, like how do you? 
Yeah, they're gonna go on a date and just be like, "Oh God, just no. unimpressed." Hey, my name's Bob. Yeah, I own, and, a, I own a media company. <laughs> <laughs> and then these these people are like intellectuals as well. So that Kobe's a talented basketball player, but also could probably talk to you about astrology or something. Right, it's very like, spoke Spanish. Yeah, just multifaceted human beings. So it was Nipsey Hussle. He's very multi multifaceted. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a guy. And what were what was pretty awesome about. Uh, Nipsey is he talked about him just reading books putting in his ear his earphones and listening to audio books and listening to podcasts he just was a very curious human being yeah so some people look at Nipsey and be like he was a rolling 60s crip but he was so much deeper than that yeah that's what I really respected about him um and I think especially when I'm at work and I'm on the truck I'm I'm trying to find ways to grow my knowledge yeah and I think that it's not like that directly came just from Nipsey but he definitely was an influence Mm mm-hmm you know, knowledge is power because mm-hmm. knowledge could make you a part of conversations that you wouldn't be a part of if you didn't know, if you didn't know. Yeah. You know, but since you know, it kind of helps you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. Uh, switching gears. Um, a like on social media is like cocaine. Mm-hmm. And I came up with this theory just like right before the podcast. And the reason why I came up with it is because you know, I, I don't have any experience with cocaine, uh, but I do know about it. And uh, <laughs> snorting cocaine has a short term effect. From what I've heard, it was like 15 to 20 minutes. You know, you'll have a little high going and then you got to keep taking bumps to stay high. Mm-hmm. And what a like is on social media to a lot of people is not only is it affirmation, but it's like, oh, I got another like. Oh, I got another like. It's just you're basically you're liking someone's ego. You're in you're enhancing their ego is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like if you're scrolling through social media and you see somebody with 400 likes, they attempted to get those 400 likes. Yeah. And then when what I started doing is analyzing, okay, with these pictures with a lot of likes, what's in the picture? Okay, there's an obvious showing of titties and cleavage, big time cleavage, yeah. right? Or you know, booty and ass cheeks out, and there's a lot of likes coming from that. So, a lot of booty, a lot of booty, a lot of ass cheeks, a lot of wop. You know, um, <laughs> and and. and and what's crazy about it is, is you're actually also being used for attention, which is another conversation we'll have here, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, like you said, it's it's one of those things. It's, it's just a temporary high. That's it. Um, I feel like a lot of those people, they're they're trying to mask their insecurities That's by uh, posting these pictures. Um, and this we know this partly because of the way the pictures are posted, right? 100%. So it's a bunch of filters on them a yeah, lot of the times. Right. Um, and a lot of the times when you even see those people taking those pictures, it's three or four pictures in before they find the the, the, the good one. And probably it's always more. a good angle. Yeah, it's probably always more a good pretty. angle, always mm-hmm. good lighting. It's always the perfect scenario. Right. Um, and, you know, they, they're doing it strictly for attention. That's and it. a lot of times there's some certain hashtags that you see on the photos that you're just like, oh, OK, yeah. so you want this to be on the Explorer. Page. Right. You, yeah. You're not just posting this for your friends and right. show what you're doing. It's just like, yeah. Right. Um, right. But the, the, the thing about it, because it is comparable to, you know, a bump of cocaine, um, that that thing goes away and you're always chasing that that yeah. feeling again that you're getting from getting, you know, one one. Uh, like 500 likes or a thousand likes or something right and i think the saddest thing about it is people are willing to do more for those likes than they are for a career or for money yeah or you know and it's it's really strange to me Mm -hmm. but we're not going to make this a strictly a woman thing because we've seen tons of men that will purposely do things on social media for attention 
Oh yeah, I'm talking about you know the guy that the the light skinned nigga that's always taking these sideways duck face selfies. <laughs> yeah, even you know rappers and stuff. A lot of yeah. rappers be taking uh, not bunch of money in their hands. Yeah, or um, you know pictures in their underwear, and we've yeah. seen many of those. Yeah, going ridiculous. around. It's just like what yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I I literally unfollowed the game because I was scrolling through I was, while I was going through a social media. And uh, when I actually came in live on the feed and this nigga was in his drawers with his printout, I'm like, oh, no, we can't we can't follow the game no more. I remember that. I, I was remember like, so many people being like, yo, what's the deal game? Yeah, what's the what deal, man? Yeah. Like, it, like and it was really strange. And he's, it's like this dude's a grown man. He's like fucking 40 some years old now. Uh-huh. And it's like, bro, you in your drawers on the, on Instagram? <laughs> that shit's out, man. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that was wild. Definitely dude. seeking attention. You know what I've learned too is is not just only that, but what I've learned is that um, you're being used for your attention. What a lot of men don't realize is I see dudes in the comment section on a lot of these really hot chicks photos. I'm talking about the hot chicks. This chicks that's like it. Actually, that's false because sometimes this chicks that's just like I guess you could say a five or a seven or whatever. And I know people are gonna get pissed off and say, "Why are you rating women? That's not right." Yeah, but let, let's just be honest. We that's kinda, how you. Yeah, that's, that's not. That's not even a. Uh, uh, this is an instant instinctual thing, right? One hundred percent. We we kind of know where we exist in the world. So yeah. I have a number for myself. Also, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not high, but I know where I exist in the world. So Solid. <laughs> yeah. So I'll say this, man. Um, there'll be uh, a chick just posting or whatever photo, and then dudes will be like, "Damn, girl, you beautiful." This and that, and she'll like it, but you're not getting. You're not getting any closer to her by saying nice things. Yeah. She's only using you for to build to continue to build her ego. And it's like cocaine because she's going to go right back to being insecure when she gets off Instagram. <laughs> right. When she gets off Instagram, she'll be like, oh, my God, my cheeks, my face, my butt looks weird, my stomach. And then you're going to post a picture of you in your stomach and you're going to say, oh, my God, I feel so fat. And then the dude going to be like, no, you don't, girl. You are perfect. Yeah. And it's like it's cocaine. It's a high. Yeah, I think um, I think that probably social media is the biggest platform to just use people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which yeah. is unfortunate because all those people that, like you said, that they're posting these pictures and they're just they're just looking for a uh, like this is just instant gratification. That's it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. For me, I check my I check my likes every now and then. But for the most part, mm-hmm. um, I just I, I, it doesn't really mm-hmm. uh, move me. And I don't. I also don't want to get too involved in that because you mm-hmm. can start even if you like you post something and it's not for me. I don't be posting like just pictures of myself for the most part. It's usually pictures of something that I'm doing. But um, if you look at that and you post something, and you think it should get a certain level of traction and it doesn't. It can make you feel a certain way also. Uh-huh. And then also, like, you know, like you said, if the person is posting something and you get a lot of likes, maybe 500 likes and um you just get accustomed to that. So the next time you post something and it only gets 80 likes, you're just like, yo, you know, this is what's going on. Yeah. What's the deal? Your whole world revolves around those likes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a problem though. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, you can't walk up to somebody and tap them on the shoulder and that's a like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean? It it just, none of this shit translates into the real world. None of it. You had, you had a a story you were talking about um, when you messaged a girl on, on Snapchat. Oh yeah. Well, I won't go into details, but yeah. what I did on purpose is just to, just as a just to test it. This chick had posted something like it was a photo of her, and her breast was all out. Just it was super obvious, like it was literally one centimeter away from her nipples being out. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, dang! Like I I told her this on Snapchat, and I just did it as a social experiment. 
And I was like, wow, you have beautiful breasts. And then she responded back. She was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And I thought to myself, this is why I don't say these things. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why I don't say these things. She got exactly what she, she got exactly what she wanted. Yeah. Right. And not only that, um, you could you, you could never say this like on so, like Facebook or Instagram, because then the same chick will be like, oh, my God you know you should learn how to respect women don't ever say that mm-hmm. and i'm thinking like you should learn to actually love yourself mm-hmm. because if you're doing all of this for attention how much do you actually care about yourself mm-hmm. this, this is not just women though by the way it's 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 men also because men do the same they do the same shit but just lesser lesser like lesser volume yeah it's more high volume to women nowadays because you go through like it that's another reason why it's really hard to date nowadays because everyone you come across pretty much wants attention yeah and you could call me insecure all you want but it's it would be hard for me to have a wife or girlfriend and we're having a good time everything's great and then i'm scrolling through social media and my girlfriend's tits are all over the internet mm-hmm. that's just really weird it's just like this fast food way of thinking everything has been turned into fast food mm-hmm. um dating is treated like fast food with tinder mm-hmm. i got off that shit yeah. It, it was skewing the way I looked at women. I've already mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's I don't know. It's really strange. Uh, the like the likes is fast food. Uh, what else? It's basically fast tracking. It's fast tracking attention, mm-hmm. which is and it's like it's a it's a central centralized yeah area also yeah because yeah. normally if you wear a nice shirt you have you know a nice suit on or you got a haircut or something, you may get mm-hmm. one or two compliments oh, over yeah. the course of a day, just people out in the world. But if oh, you yeah. post that on Instagram, that's however many of your friends that are consistently on Instagram will see that. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I just, I just, what I've learned is to not expect anything mm-hmm. for what I do. Mm-hmm. I've learned. Cause I was one of those guys that will post stuff to get people to like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I'll definitely post like some type of meme or something funny or whatever the case. Mm-hmm. And I think I do things for engagement now. I think the um, the, the 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 strategy has changed, meaning mm-hmm. I'm just trying to drive people to hear content and how people respond back also determines like, you know, what we'll talk about on the podcast. Yeah. So it's all this. It's just all kind of intertwined in a way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Um. Stop allowing likes on social media to be cocaine for you. Yeah. That shit is not good, man. It's not. And uh, I know I'm going to get shit for it, especially what I just said, telling the chick she had nice breasts. But, like, Mm -hmm. this is reality. I fucking said it. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Get over it. -hmm. Um, And she wasn't offended by it Mm -hmm. at all. That's what she wanted. That's what she wanted. Yeah. She wanted that type of attention or uh, gratification. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I do. I did it more or less as a social experiment, but it turned out to be like, this is exactly what the fuck I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Not good, man. Mm-hmm. Not good at all. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Switching gears. Um, there was a conversation with Cardi B and Joe Biden recently. Right. Um, and during that conversation, uh, it was basically Joe Biden and her going back and forth. A lot of it was edited. Um, but to me, the only problem I had with this whole conversation, I had a convers- I had a problem with both of them, Joe Biden and Cardi B. And my problem with uh, Joe Biden is the fact that recently he says some problematic stuff about black people where he had a conversation with Charlemagne. and was like, if you th- if you're if you're African-American and you're thinking about voting for Donald Trump, you ain't black. Right. 
which I'm thinking like, dude, how the fuck are you going to tell somebody whether they're black or not? Mm-hmm. That's a problem. You you don't have the right to do that. Then um, he mentioned like, you know, Latinos are a lot more diverse than blacks. Right. I'm just like, dude, all you really got to do to win the election is shut the fuck up. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do. Mm-hmm. But he can't do that. Right. So then that happens. Then all of a sudden, you know, you notice he gets Kamala Harris as a VP. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, that's obvious. He's doing damage control. You got to get a got to get a black woman in there now. You know, mm-hmm. got to pander a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, he's having a conversation with Cardi B. And I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, this is definitely definitely pandering because mm-hmm. you got to find the, the uh, a woman of color with the highest platform um, in hip hop. So. I guess that makes sense. But the problem I have with Cardi B is only a few months ago, she was saying, I think like celebrities are being paid to like act like they got the virus and shit. Mm -hmm. And you never went back and said that that was inaccurate. Right. And then now you're having a conversation. You're trying to have a serious conversation about the same pandemic that you called a hoax at the beginning, basically. Yeah. This is like, yo, these is two motherfuckers that I really don't care to hear. But if you're going to at least choose, at least one of them is going to be being the highest seat in America, which is the president of the United States. So why don't you find somebody else more legitimate to talk to? That was my problem. I just Mm -hmm. did not like the fact that um, Cardi B was having this conversation. Yeah, I think that um, it's it's uh, there was a better version of this conversation out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I, I understood like kind of what it is. It's at the end of the day that being the president or running for uh, the president or running to, for t- or to be president is just a popularity, popularity contest. contest. So in order, Joe Biden has to get out in front of people that um, that would potentially vote for him and he knows and whoever his his team knows that having a conversation with one of the biggest rappers in the yeah. game would draw more attention to yeah. his campaign and that could potentially bring uh voters his way yeah my wife's a huge fan of yours cardi yeah, they used to call me joey b yeah i'm like yes. oh my gosh Shut Jeez, the fuck joe, up. joe biden is a terrible i comedian. I, I, I love the wop i'll tell you what <laughs> back, back in my day and and you know the the wop it, back in the civil rights movement there was a lot of wop out there back then and, and i know i know i've been around a lot of african-americans i i know how how it feels i've seen uh cockroaches i i know You're like dude shut the fuck up dude that's funny um, yeah, so the, I think that I, I understand it. I, I don't have that much of a problem with it um, just because when I heard the content of the the actual conversation, um, to me, it just wasn't that bad. They were talking right. about a lot of things that um, our community cares about. And although Cardi yep. B is not, she's not a Barack Obama, she's not a, a Martin Luther King as far as, um, you know, communicating um, I thought the things that she said were um, things that the community cared about as far as uh, free health care and, you know, arresting, you know, ending police brutality in the black community and all these kind of things. And I thought on on paper, it, it was a solid conversation. And like I said, obviously, Cardi B is not, um, you know, she's not a uh, the best person at communicating. No, she's very she's very New York in her lingo. And, you know, she still has a thick accent. But yeah. um but I thought I thought when I listened to it, I was just like, oh, this is this is solid. This is not nothing that I'm you know, it's not going to um, make me get out and vote or anything. Um, no. But it's it's just a it's just an OK conversation. But yeah. one thing that we did see in the comments was um, a lot of the people 
that and obviously when you can when you see these comments you can tell which side of the fence these yeah, people yeah, are on. Yeah. But there was a lot of there was a lot of dislikes on the video and then there was also a lot of people from uh you know from the right on, in the comments saying like yeah this is the biggest marketing ploy for uh for Donald Trump and you know basically saying that this conversation will drive people to go vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, I don't think it will. But my whole thing is is um I think that when you ask these questions these are uh, very nuanced topics. So I feel if you're smart enough and researched enough to ask the questions, you know how to convey or how to uh, ask these questions in such a way to where you can get more out of Joe Biden to make the conversation a lot better. But these are more or less like reading off a paper. So like, okay, like Joe, like, I mean, like black people getting shot, like what are we going to do about it? <laughs> it's like, God damn, man. Yeah. Like, I just think there's, there's, the problem I have with it is it's become such a um, such a uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you just said it a minute ago. What? Uh, uh, marketing? Not just marketing, but uh, when you're, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. But it's become such a publicity contest, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. or a popularity contest. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It's become such a popularity contest that the actual fucking president was uh, on Celebrity Apprentice. Mm-hmm. He was a reality TV show star. We need to realize that these motherfuckers do not need to blend with anything political. They just don't. Yeah. We got this guy in there for the last four years. He is a fucking clown. I don't like talking about him on on the podcast, but no, I'm not a fan of him. And no, I'm not a fan of Biden. I think the biggest, um, the biggest, like the most disrespectful thing to the American people is having two motherfuckers that really shouldn't be president. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I don't. Mm-hmm. And you allowed this motherfucker to be president, and now you got to have conversations with Cardi B in order to get attention from people. What the fuck is going on? I just don't like it at all. I don't think this is a a new thing, though. I think that um, this presidential candidates have been reaching out to celebrities for for many many years now, and it just so happened that Cardi B is like the next person up. Um, uh-huh. But I think that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much this does for the um, the the race. What I will say though is that I think, although it wasn't the greatest conversation in the world, I do think that she is speaking to um, a certain community that um, that needs to hear that tone of conversation. Mm-hmm. There are some people that, if it was somebody that is more researched in. Um, in politics that that conversation might go over their head. So Mm. she might be speaking to, you know, a certain sector of people that just kind of want to hear a general conversation. Like, what are you going to do about police brutality? What are you going to do about healthcare? I think Uh, all these things are true. Yeah. But I think multiple things are true too. I think that a lot of people that have devolved brains that can't really think for themselves also will listen to and say, yeah, whatever Cardi says, I'll do it. And we, I guess supposedly we need those people to vote too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. man. And I remember um, it kind of this is not the same thing, but it kind of re- reminds me of uh, when uh, Paris Hilton um, was it was the voting vote or die campaign. I cannot remember what year it was, but P. Diddy, P. Diddy was like, vote or die. You remember that? Yeah. I don't know how that was a long time ago. Right. Yeah. She's a part of the campaign. Vote or die. Voting is hot. All this shit. Right. <laughs> they found out that she wasn't even fucking registered to vote. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, yo, what the fuck, man? That's crazy. This is why I do not like the idea of going to celebrities for anything. Mm-hmm. Just like, look, Dave Chappelle said it many times. Who the fuck cares what Ja Rule thinks? 
Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he even talked about himself. He's like, I seen what was going on in the world and I kept myself out of it. And then he that, that, that during the little things like cause like I said like who the fuck cares what Jaru thinks and people that's probably the only laugh he really got out of the whole little mm-hmm. thing he did. Mm-hmm. But it's the truth, man. I, I think if if you're Killer Mike, that's a different story. Killer mm-hmm. Mike is actually very knowledge in this information. Why couldn't Killer Mike talk? Because he's not as popular as Cardi B. Yeah. So it's just do the this the base like the base of why this whole thing happened is why I just don't like it and we need to get away from it if we want to push the country forward we need motherfuckers in seats that really can articulate themselves yeah period yeah you put you if you give killer mike that if you give killer mike that same seat uh man he's gonna have uh he would have had joe biden just like all fucked up mm-hmm. well i mean uh, i <laughs> i mean uh the black community i love blacks <laughs> I, I love blacks i love lasagna i love everything black We're like wait wait black people don't eat lasagna yeah. like that I think, <laughs> but I, I think that the probably the best thing that she did say was that um, she I forget how she said it word for word, but basically she said she said she just wanted Donald Trump out of there. Yeah, that's what and said. I think that's the stance of a lot of uh, a lot of us. Yeah. And um, because we know that Joe Biden is the only potential person to get him out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope that that conversation with whomever, whether it's a killer Mike, a T.I. or any of those guys, I would hope it's more of a um, like a building conversation versus yeah. like trying to tear him down. Oh, no, nah. because he's our only chance. So, yeah, but but it would have been more or less like, what do you plan to do for the same people you've been asking for votes for for all these years? Yeah. What do you plan to do for actual people of color that you've that have religiously supported the Democratic Party? And you continuously tend not to really do much for them. What yeah. what what is, what is your course of action? So if what? if I'm a truck driver and not a person with a platform, and I could formulate these questions for the president, then why is it that we're not getting these real questions? Maybe because you just need people with big platforms and not people who are going to really ask you the fucking real questions you need to be asked. Yeah, what I'm saying is that because we know that. Joe Biden is the only option. Right. There's no reason to go on that platform and just be like, Joe Biden, you did this, this, this and this. It should be more of because what would happen is that it's going to be the same thing with Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. that people that um, are on the Democratic side, when they actually um, are supposed to turn out and vote, mm-hmm. they're just not going to show up. And in mm-hmm. turn, we're going to have four years and we're going to complain for another four years about Donald Trump being in office. Yeah. I just think what sucks too, that's a hundred percent true. I just think that there's so many things that could be true about this. Another thing that's true is we're in another situation where you're voting for the lesser of the two evils again, mm-hmm. when that should never be the scenario. This is the yeah. situation should be, you have two people that are competent, that are competent and are actually great candidates. And it's just not again, it's just not happening again. Yeah. It's the same fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really unfair, man. But yeah, in all in all fairness, man, Trump he's just fumbling everything. <laughs> he's he's fumbled everything. And my thing is, I'm the type of guy that I'll give him shit, and I also give him credit for if he does anything legit, like I've mentioned on the podcast. Yeah, one but, thing Donald Trump never never fumbled was a uh, pussy. Yeah, he'd been grabbing that. Yeah, he he knew about the WAP before WAP was even coming out. <laughs> like I I heard about your song WAP coming out. You've been making uh, you've been writing down the lyrics for a while. I just wanted to if you want to if you want to name drop me on your song, you can do that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, can you imagine uh, Cardi B's shopping list when she go to the store? It just be like bucket mop. 
That's funny. Oh, man. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, man. Uh, at the you end just of the got it, like, a, <laughs> I got one of those non slip, those wet signs. Oh, yeah. You having at the little convenience store. Yeah, you go to her house, she just got all them signs all over the place. <laughs> what, what does it say in Spanish? Like, piso mojado? Piso mojado? That's funny. It's just slippery one wet signs all over Cardi B sign <laughs> in English and Spanish. That's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, switching gears. Um, porn addiction. Um, this is the conversation a lot of people really don't have. In, uh, but recently, Nikki Glazer was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and she just start going into like this, this really deep, dark conversation about her porn habits. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how she can't like have an orgasm like during sex unless she's watching porn at the same time. Yeah. And she said she's so reliant on porn that like, you know, the other day, like the uh, the 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 power went out and she just is like, no, nah, we're not even going to do this because I don't I don't have, have any power. Mm-hmm. Like she said, she said, like, if I don't have my toys and I don't have um, porn, then I'm not even going to try. Like, I can't. She said, I can't get off like um, without it. And I'm thinking like, this is just fucking odd. Mm-hmm. Right. And Joe Rogan just had his mouth open like, what, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then she mentioned something that was really dark. She said, um, yeah, he said, I'm really sad. He said, the porn I watch is just not good. And then Joe was like, what do you watch? And she's like, Joe, no. Right. And then he just started laughing. And he's like, how bad could it be? And then she basically said that some dudes had threatened her, you know, saying, yeah, we're going to send people out to do this. And basically, to make a long story short, like it was like uh, uh, the conversation of gang bangs went in there or like gang rape or whatever. And she responded, she says, they have no idea that that's actually a fantasy of mine. And I'm like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. this is fucking strange. And then she talked about how she loved watching gangbangs. And I'm just like, this is just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just shows the type of unhealthy relationships people get with porn. Yeah. And it's just really to me, I would I don't want to shame people and call them weirdos. But I think it's something you got to move away from. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go down. No, we're gonna go down there. On weirdos, but no. it's definitely a, uh, it's, a, it's an addiction, just yeah. like anything else. Just like we talked about earlier about right. know, cocaine. It's, it's, it's not very far off from those same sort of things. Right. Um, yeah, and it's, it, it's the, the most alarming part is that it skews your personal relationships. It can because yeah. whenever her partner you know, pulls off his pants or whatever. It's yeah. probably not going to look the same nah. as uh, those. She, she says she does um like kinky. Yeah. Tying herself up, t- getting tied up. And you know, I'm talking about the website where she, she says some website on there. Oh, no, but she, it's like kinky something.com. Yeah. Yeah. She said she subscribed to it $30 yeah. a month because she, she hopes that she could support the women that are being gang banged. Yeah, she right. hopes that they're Shut being up. paid. Right. I'm like, this is That's just, str- this is, what is crazy. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, it's just, it's an unhealthy thing. And the, the most alarming part for me in that whole situation was that it was a funny bit. Right. It wasn't like something like, hey, I'm going to get help. It was more nah. so like, this is just something that's wrong with me. It's right. just like those alcoholics that are like, man, I'm, 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 a, I'm just an alky, man. It's just, it is what it is. It's like, you just need help, dude. And then they just die. So it's just like one of those things where I, I hope that she would try and, go, try and go get help. Because I think she, I don't know if she um, talked about it. But I think she was saying something about different boyfriends and stuff that she had, and it 
yeah. how it didn't really work out. Yeah, all kind of. She, yeah, she has some definitely some psychological problems. And mm-hmm. the thing about it is, it's not to shame her. She just needs to really figure out what's going on. She talked about being insecure and how certain dudes didn't like her, and how mm-hmm. certain. And this is totally separate conversations from mm-hmm. the from that one from Joe Rogan. Yeah, about how guys couldn't perform right and how she would get insecure. And I'm just like, this is just a lot. Yeah. But what I what I did see also is this. I think that, that the average person has watched porn before. Just the average person, everyday Joe Blow, has watched porn, right? Joe Blow. Yeah, yeah right. That's <laughs> perfect fucking name for this topic. <laughs> but I think that if there's people that use porn like recreationally, because there was a woman that uh, Joe was talking to about porn addiction on a separate episode. Yeah. And she said, I'm not saying porn's a bad thing. It's really not. It's really not a bad thing. But he said, some people just have these addictive behaviors. Yeah. And it really uh, porn exacerbates it. Yeah. So you got people that just like all they do with their whole life is just jack off and watch porn. And it's like, bro, you can't do that Mm -hmm. because there is no there is no better sensation, I guess. Or there's no better way to um, exercise your sexual um, energy than through a woman. Mm -hmm. Right now, of course, masturbation is fine. Right. And that's for anybody, for men and women. Doesn't matter because. If you're not getting laid, you're going to have to uh, you have to bust one off here and there. Yeah. But the thing <laughs> the thing about it is if you're watching porn every day, dude, that is a fucking problem. Yeah. That is a fucking problem. That is not yeah. I don't even know how you can operate. There was a um there was a thing on MTV called uh it's called uh I think it's called True Life, what they called him back in there. Yeah. True Life, uh, I'm addicted to porn. Yeah. And the dude he was uh he was jacking off like or they kept asking like how many times do you masturbate a day and he's like probably like 12 times god damn it's like dude you don't have any nut left yeah he's just yeah and, they, and then they, like they, they said something he's like i jack off all day every day like <laughs> oh my god and he was really like he was really like didn't care and he didn't yeah. see a problem with it yeah <laughs> that's just this is like a little tangent but i remember i was working in la and we were uh i was working on this dance show yeah. And we went to the dance studio and there was this homeless guy just sitting outside. It had to be 95 degrees. And right. He just sitting outside. He had his pants down and just jacking Are off. Are you serious? Yeah. He's in LA? Yeah. He's wow. probably jacking off with sweat because it was hot <laughs> as hell out there. <laughs> <laughs> some sweat, dude. <laughs> That's the real keep sweat right there. <laughs> Oh, oh my god yeah, yeah, that's man. terrible man yeah yeah but- <laughs> um uh what's his face uh terry cruz said that his marriage almost ended because of his porn addiction are you serious yeah yeah terry cruz is just a really just he's just a person that's always got something going on yes it's just it's, he's it's, always saying some fucking just weird something weird on social media or something mm-hmm. backwards or he's got i don't know i just would not i'm not trying to judge the man but i just don't really wouldn't really care much for Terry Crews. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, um, kind of there is, um, Caesar's talked about it a little bit when he was on here about how unhealthy watching, uh, porn is, he did talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, so there's, there's, I think there's, it's a slippery slope, I believe. So there's part of it is like when you're, say you're a teenage boy and not even the, the like, super extreme unhealthy portions of it but Mm -hmm. even on a on a just a regular basis right Mm -hmm. so when you're watching porn and you see these girls 
and they're doing like the craziest things, like just bouncing, like right. cow, reverse cowgirl and just bouncing crazy, <laughs> got the booty out everywhere. Um, so when you and when you're introduced to, to sex through that lens, right? Um, and then you go out into the real world and you're trying to like replicate these things that you've seen on there, right? And then you realize that your partner or you know the girl with whom you're having sex with can't even take dick like that. No, they're right. And then you just like, dang, like, why do you do that in the porn? But it, it can't yeah. happen in real life. And it's because like, it's not real. That's yeah. why. And you should not be having sex with women like that. And oh. you learn eventually that that's not how you should have sex with women. Well, some like it like that. Yeah. And then also like you realize, you know, there's different conversations these porn, um, these porn stars have and they tell you, They'll say in the interviews, like, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I actually have a boyfriend at home right. that doesn't look like that. Right. And I have dick down to his kneecaps. And <laughs> <laughs> but he's just a regular guy. And, is, you know, we have a ma- an amazing time at home. So. That's good. Yeah. I, that's a good thing. Because it would, it would kind of scare me off. I ain't going to lie. If I was hanging out with the chick and then I found out she did porn. And then in the video she got is a dude with like a 14-inch penis. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? We're just going to have to stop this engagement that we have going on here. Um, I don't that's think there's funny. there's nothing I could do for you. <laughs> it looked like you enjoyed it in that video, and it's uh... <laughs> that was funny. Nah, um, but I, I, I'm not trying to out nobody. But even my own family member, who was a pastor, I'm not going to say his name, but people probably know who he is. This guy went in front of the whole congregation and talked about he had a porn addiction. Mm-hmm. He's like, I have a porn addiction, and I pray to God for this and that. I'm like, dude. And I just looked over at his wife across the, the church and I was just like, she just had this look on her face. Like she was just really embarrassed. embarrassed. Yeah. And I'm like, dude. It's yeah, it's one of those things. And I think it's I think what she was saying and what she was it's kinda I I can't really take what she was saying on the surface for it didn't have much merit because she didn't seem like she didn't seem like a um a person that was really trying to get help. But one thing that she did say is that mm-hmm. Porn addiction is one thing that we we just kind of gloss over. Yeah, so and I think that yeah, and I think that's that's very true. And I think, um, like you said, the pastor and I, I've seen other people via social media come out and say certain things about how yeah. they're you know, know, yeah. yeah how they're addicted to to porn Man, and stuff like that. You got a Harley Davidson driving by. <laughs> Fuck. Go ahead. Yeah, and um, and even with that, it's it's just a thing to where we even laugh at it, but in reality, it's a it's a serious thing. And I think yeah. these people out there they really do need to um get help but what i think though honest is i think that porn addiction i'm not saying you should be quiet about it but i think that's something you should try to fix within your own life because you got to understand that there's a bunch of people that (coughs) bless you there's a lot of people coronavirus there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people that um won't really understand that you have a porn addiction yeah they'll just be like what the fuck because i'm not gonna say no names but there was a person that i know very well that came out on social media and said that they had addiction to porn Mm -hmm. and um you know i'm praying to god for this and that and i'm thinking like dude you probably should have went and talked to somebody or kept it to yourself yeah because if you do that on social media they're the people it could be a person with a porn addiction that's gonna laugh at you because they they can't own them to their own problems yeah that's what people do man Mm -hmm. so yeah um yeah i think those are I, i there is a certain level of um I guess power in communicating these things because right. sometimes there's somebody else out there that is going through similar things. Like you hear all the time, certain uh, musicians gravitate to certain fans because mm. you know they talk about certain things, as far right. as depression, True. whatever things like that. 
So I, I, I see it on that level as something that could be powerful, mm-hmm. but also there's the other side where the, that same power can be transformed into people just laughing at you. True. hundred percent. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. People, they love to laugh, man. It could be something that's serious yeah. and they, they're laughing at it. Yeah. Uh, just today, um, somebody that I know, I'm not going to put her name out there, but I was going through Facebook and there was. Uh, an article and some videos and there was of this uh, it was like two trans women and uh, some dude like said hey I need some money or whatever and then I guess the dude like assaulted her like he punched her ran off with the money and then somebody was videotaping it laughing he's just laughing like ha 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 and everybody's laughing yeah heck? yeah yeah that's a dude anyways and and the thing about it is there were people laughing at this this is not fucking funny man yeah this ain't this ain't a laughing matter, but that's just an example of how weird some people are. If somebody says they have a porn addiction, I don't want to laugh at them. I think at the time back then I laughed, mm-hmm. uh, which it was years ago, like many, many years, probably like six, six or more years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize like how serious that shit is, man. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think the reason why it is funny, just it's it's just we have a twisted sense of humor. sometimes. Right. Right. But it's also not life threatening. Yeah, that's true. It's something that can ruin your personal life, but you know you're not gonna. It could be life threatening. You could beat your meat too. You ain't got no meat, <laughs> you got no meat left. <laughs> Nigga beat his meat to death. <laughs> Breaking news: Deshante <laughs> busting news. <laughs> oh man that's crazy that'd be crazy dude you look yeah. at the what do you call that uh the obituary is the obituary where they the people's names mm-hmm. and it'd be like cause of death nut bust <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just think honestly i will say this i think that there's some uh terry Crews' wife almost left him because he had that porn addiction which means he must have been watching a lot of porn beating off and stuff and it could if you're married or you're in a relationship I think, I mean, imagine how that would feel if you're a wife and then you keep busting your husband, rubbing one out, watching people have sex. Yeah. I think that that's, it's kind of one of those things um, where the the wife will, unless she has some, you know, some sort of training or classes by these people, she she won't be able to do that. Right. Yeah. So Terry Cruz's wife, is she not going to be able to uh, recreate those scenarios that. That's that, very true. Yeah. He's like, can you put your arms behind your back and let me slap you? Yeah. She ain't going to do it. And you can have some insecurities about your own, you know, True. your own sex. Some people live vicariously through these, through the porn actresses and, 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 yeah. and, and actors and actresses. That's mm-hmm. another thing we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. Another thing too, is some people get married or in long-term relationships very young and they don't have a lot of experience in the world. And, you know, they get married early and all they only sexual experience they have is with a wife. And they might be twenty years old. I know some people that got married early. Yeah, and I'm and I'm sure they and they and I know some people that went that that had some of these marital problems. A lot of the marital problems come because people don't have enough experience. Mm-hmm. You ain't got enough. You ain't been single long enough. You mm-hmm. haven't been out, you know, having sex and you know actually having good sex. When mm-hmm. you're young, dude, you really don't have good sex because mm-hmm. you don't really you ain't really got skills like that. <laughs> just being honest. Yeah. Yeah, my skills is at all time low in my early 20s. <laughs> I was just busting nuts thinking I was doing something. <laughs> <laughs> if you had sex with me in my 20s, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that's funny. Yeah, but and but you know, once you really start learning what you're doing, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a grown, you having sex with grown women, and grown women know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot, a lot of women are influenced by porn too. Yeah, I've had a girl tell me that she learned how to get fellatio from watching porn. Yeah, I'm dead serious, dude. Dead, dead serious. And I guess uh, there's some women that are in long term relationships and they want to learn things to please their husbands. And then what happens when they break up with him? All the stuff they was doing to him, now they, they doing do it, it to on you. you. <laughs> and yeah. you just like, oh my god, dang, where you learn that? Where do you learn that? Easy taught me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dang, that's the that's the pepper twister. You know when you go to Subway uh-huh. and they give you the they get put pepper little, on your side, yeah. little pepper grinder, little double fist thing. Yeah, they doing a pepper grinder on your shit. That's funny. You were like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> I seen this once. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, man, we're not shaming people that, that uh have porn addictions. I think that porn is at look like watch recreationally isn't bad. Yeah. Um, I'm not encouraging the people to watch it or not watch it. Whatever you do in your personal life is your business. But don't get too comfortable watching people have sex more than you actually desire sex in the real world. Yeah. That's that's when you got a fucking problem. Yeah. I think they do have um like a section which probably nobody watches, um, but they have those sections where it's uh, more of a romantic oh, porn. Oh, like yeah. they go out on dates and then they go to like they go to they go to BJ's or they go to um, like a restaurant and then yeah. they have some vino. Not even the storyline, just the way they they're having. It's just more like Real, more like, passionate, I guess. Passionate, yeah. Oh. It's just not just yeah. So it's basically like liberal sex. <laughs> it's very liberal. <laughs> Lived hard sex. They be having sex like, did you vote for Biden? <laughs> <laughs> All black lives matter. All black lives Yeah, if it's like an interracial movie and it's like, you know, I, uh, I, black lives matter to me. You're like, what is this shit? <laughs> that was funny. Oh, man. Damn, that'd be, I wonder if they have a real section for that, like liberal yeah. uh, liberal sex movies. Sometimes I'd be really thinking like, man, if I just produced a couple pornos and throw them on Pornhub, like, I could make a killing. Yeah, you probably could, man. But, yeah, I don't think I got the the, the stomach for that. Yeah, I know. I, I, I think I would have a problem that just in the real world, just standing there with a camera watching people have sex. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But might, if it's, if it's a me just, like, producing or something. Yeah, they might, you know, they might fuck around and juice fly on you or something. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, that would ruin you. Oh, God damn, it fall on your lip, it'd be a wrap. Yeah, man. Yeah. Damn, that's just hilarious thinking about it now. That'd be we'd like. Be, every time we walk into our little uh, podcast space, we'd be like, <laughs> we all have, always have this joke about shooting pornos in here. So, damn. you never know. A trucker's mind porno. Uh, I don't know, man. LLC. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> you can never come back from that, though. If you try to do something else with your life, you're like, hey, that's that guy. Yeah, you got to You got to You need a pen name if you're going to get in there. Yeah. But, they, but they, actually, there have been. And this is only a few, so I can't really say it's just a thing that happens mm-hmm. all the time. There's been a couple of um, directors that started out doing porn a long time ago, though, back in like the, the 80s and 70s yeah. and stuff. And then they transformed into these oh, you wow. know, big budget movie directors. So. Oh, wow. You never know, man. If you're good, you're good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Imagine if they had like porn with a bunch of CGI in it. <laughs> <laughs> we know. We know a guy that's... Uh, a quote unquote filmmaker, right? That, you know, he shoots a lot of yeah. pictures for porn stars. Yeah, 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 so, yep. yeah, 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 man. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Um, recently, Roger Goodell, which is the commissioner uh, of the NFL, 
um, he had a conversation with a dude named Emmanuel Ocho uh, or Ocho, who is a ex uh, NFL player himself. And the show is called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Mm-hmm. And I shared it, uh, the video with uh, Keith from Instagram. Uh-huh. And the conversation basically was just, you know, um, about just the landscape of the world and whatnot and some things that uh, people may not know. And he was, Roger Goodell had a whole backstory I had no fucking idea about. Yeah. Yeah, his, his dad was like a big player in the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. like a politician. Yeah, politician, mm-hmm. and uh, he had pictures with Coretta Scott King. And mm-hmm. there was times where Coretta wanted to march, but she said she wouldn't march without her his dad. And I was just like, "What the fuck?" And it's like this is this all paper trails of this stuff. Yeah, which was crazy. That's actual, wild. Yeah, actual pictures. That's the the crazy part is Roger Goodell is pretty old. He doesn't look that old, yeah. but he's he's born in what do you say he was born 50, in the sixties? Yeah, fifty nine. So he's the same age as my dad. So yeah. he's like sixty one. That's crazy. Yeah. Roger Goodell's not a bad looking guy for that age. I thought he was yeah. like in his fifties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He still looks like, you know, he's yeah. got all his faculties. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely he should. Um, but basically, um, they just had a pretty deep conversation. If you get a chance, check it out. Mm-hmm. There was a certain spots that I, I was like, come on, Roger, like, you know, but I had to put myself in his shoes also, because when you're running a large business where there are a bunch of owners and people with different beliefs, and if you double down on supporting someone who's going against the grain, what can that do for the, what could that do to hurt the brand or the business of mm-hmm. the NFL? Mm-hmm. Would it help or would it hurt? I haven't been in that position. <clears throat> I never once said Roger Goodell is racist. I never said that. But I would just be thinking like, yo, like now all of a sudden you want to show support because it's yeah. like, you know, there's um, uh, it, it's socially acceptable to show support now mm-hmm. ever since the fucking George Floyd shit went on. So I don't know. Yeah, I think he's um, basically he was implying that he was a little bit ignorant as to what was going on. Right. Excuse me. In the black community. Um, I don't know how much I believe that just right. because. I mean, the, the the majority of the players in the league are black. Right. Um, Colin Cap. This was years ago when when Colin Kaepernick was actively playing and decided to take a knee, um, and to only be aware of the black plight through the lens of uh, the George Floyd situation. Right. I don't know if I I believe that a hundred percent. No, not at but, all. But um, with that being said, I. I think it's 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 good what he did. He he, yeah. he he basically implied that he was, you know, going on um uh what you call it runs with the police officers and yeah. you know just visiting people, talking to people in the community. Um, so I think that's a powerful powerful thing. And even to show up to that platform, like yeah, the the, the name alone would probably run a lot of people yeah, away. You know, yeah, uncomfortable conversations with a black man. That's that's a uh, scary, but he was saying like, he was like, he said, it's going to be hard to make me uncomfortable because I've been talking about race yeah. my whole life. So, yeah. Um, and then after that, after that statement, they show the picture of his dad with Coretta Scott King. And, yeah. uh, was John Lewis in there or some, uh, it was another, sure. I forget. It was another person in there, uh, in the picture as well, but that's what, where he comes from. So I think that, um, I, I get that what you were saying as far as if you're at the top of a company, um, you, you do have a lot of power, but you only have so much power. 100%. So it's, it's even s- similar to like the situation with Donald Trump and who knows if he's, he's done something illegal or not, but there's a lot of people that were getting fired in the cabinet and, um, just people that, uh, worked for, worked under him as far as, um, in, in the government. 
um, they got fired and laid off and some people quit and in in a sense he's responsible for it but right. at the at the same time like he's he's not those people they're making right. their own decisions themselves. Right, so, so. and it's also different too when you you handle all of a sudden business is going good and then the Kaepernick situation happens and then then you got the president and the vice president saying like hey if he did this I would he'd be fired and it's like you got the heat of the fucking president on you now yeah it's like dude that's a lot and then the worst one to me was it was just what I thought was probably the wackest thing this administration has ever done is fucking Mike Pence shows up to a game and as soon as uh, uh, players took a knee, he leaves. Why the fuck did you ever fucking show up? Yeah. You just showed up to make it a point that I don't support kneeling. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, and I thought that was the lamest shit you could have did, man. Mm-hmm. Honestly. And I was like, come on, Mike Pence. Yeah, that's trash. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I think Roger Goodell, I think there was a lot of, um, genuine statements in that, in that conversation. And I, I hope, and I do think that this George Floyd situation has, um, kind of opened his eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. So hopefully moving forward with the NFL, I don't think the NFL is as liberal as the NBA, No, but I hope that the NFL, um, they just do more as far as like even there's like you said, like I said before, it's an entity that's maybe 70, 75 percent, you know, African-Americans mm-hmm. that are that are playing in that league. Um, so essentially we're holding that we're, we are the NFL. Like mm-hmm. we, we make we we make the NFL run. So I would hope that um, you would just use your brand in the sh- the NFL shield to empower the communities from which they come from. Yeah, that'd be fine, but I, that's that's good, but also the the NFL can do things that's fine, but the, it's the government. The mm-hmm. government was complicit in creating these situations that um created these inner cities and ghettos. Mm-hmm. We kind of had a conversation about this on the the re- movie review bo- bo- uh, podcast. Um, yeah. So it's like, yo, it's only so much that the NFL could do. To be real, like showing support, that's fine. But the wrongs that created the ghetto and for all these people, if you don't know why ghettos exist, just look up redlining. Just look up. Uh, uh, it, well, redlining is the main one, really. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, housing discrimination, which created these conditions. Mm-hmm. They did not happen because black people were dumb and lazy and they want to get welfare and all the right wing talking points. That's all fucking bullshit. Yeah. You know, if Keith mentioned also on the last podcast where if you look at the deed on these houses on the deed, it states that the resale or sell to black people was prohibited. So they were not allowed to gain wealth. So a lot of these players that come from these areas come from these areas that were created by the fucking government. So the government is the one that needed to step up, to Mm -hmm. be honest. The NFL could, you know, donate and have fundraisers and do that. That's fine. But they can't really do shit to fix shit. I think that I don't think they can. Obviously, the NFL doesn't make laws, but I just think the atten- the attention is powerful. That's that's perfect. I think it's waking uh, waking a lot, and just the, even with the NBA, you're basically every single game you have Black Lives Matter strapped strapped across the the right. court. I think that's just keeping that that statement and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and the likes of these people still in the conversation because what right. happens a lot of times Skate is over it yeah it is here today and gone tomorrow so i think the nfl being you know one of the most viewed sports in the country they can do something to uh just keep keep those conversations in the forefront 
And um, I think it I think it influ- influences voting more so than anything, um, because there's always going to be two sides of the of the coin. There's going to be somebody that's going to um, create a law that's for us. And then there's going to be somebody that's creating a law that's not True. in our favor. So True. I, I think what people need to understand is this. Um, if you don't like something such as Colin Kaepernick kneeling and stuff, you don't have to. Right. It's a free country. Right. If you don't um, like the fact that players are wearing Black Lives Matter shirts and they've turned Black Lives Matter into some terrorist movement. It's ridiculous what the right wing people are doing. It's the same shit they did with the Black Panthers. Yeah. Turn them into the terrorists. It's so fucking stupid. This is yeah. my advice. I've seen people that are fighting to keep the Confederate flag around and they will go up to the Confederate flag and they'll, they'll stand there and in solidarity. And guess what? I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like people is doing this. This is right. They're disrespecting. It's more disrespectful to actually pledge any allegiance to that flag than it is to take a knee because mm-hmm. that flag fought against America. Yeah. So you see the hypocrisy here. Yeah. Like a person, uh, most right wing people will defend the Confederate flag and tear down what Colin Kaepernick's doing. But what Colin Kaepernick do- is doing is more supported. It's more American. It's more American than supporting a fucking flag that fought to preserve slavery in America, and it f- and it fought literally fought against America. Yeah, they seceded. You not. It's just so ridiculous. And I think it comes from ignorance also. People not having a historical knowledge of what things are. Yeah. And they just like, I don't care, man. Get Carolina. He's anti-American. He's a Black Lives Matter terrorist. You're like, oh, my. <laughs> That's funny. God damn, dude. Somebody with a Confederate flag calling somebody that's wearing dude, Black Lives Matter The most confused terrorists. motherfucker I've seen, there was a dude I was on the way to work. He had a lifted truck. Really nice truck, by the way. And he had a big ass Confederate flag and an American flag. And I'm thinking, like, dude, you are the stupidest motherfucker. Yeah. They think that the Confederacy is American. It's not at all. It's anti American. But if a black person had a Black Lives Matter flag flying around, they'd be like, get that anti American flag out of here. Yeah. Like, dude, what the fuck? You got to be dumb. Yeah, it's a lot of blind followers that are that are that are out here. The, and this, it, the liberals got the same problem too, because it's a lot—not the exact ones, but it's still some shit that's happening on the left that's just mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, and I'm just like, nah, I can't get down with this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't get down with that, sir. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think overall it was a great conversation. Um, I think Emmanuel Ocho is doing an amazing job opening up that platform with uncomfortable conversations with the black man. Cause he's very knowledgeable. Yeah. He articulates himself very well. Mm-hmm. And, um, he had, I think he had a, what's the dude's name that does the Oldsmobile commercials? The the actor Oldsmobile. I think it's, is it Oldsmobile? No, it's not Oldsmobile. God damn it. Uh, Oh my God. What's the company? What's the one that's they sponsor Tiger Woods? Buick. Buick. Uh huh. Buick. It's it's the actor that fucking does uh he the, does a voice? He has a voice, a narration. Oh, I, I, I don't the white dude, he's like, all right, all right, all right. I forgot his fucking name, man. Anyway. He's talking about Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey is Lincoln. Lincoln, god damn it, you know. <laughs> Lincoln. You know all okay. these companies. Just fucking old people. It's old people cars, man. Lincoln, Buick, Cadillac. Well, not Cadillac so much anymore, but Cadillac was an old people car for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. he, uh, he does a Lincoln. Okay. And uh he, he was on there. he was on the Manuel Show's Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. That's dope. Yeah. That's that, dope. Pla- that platform is really cool. It really is, because I think what's what's dope about it is is a lot of I noticed a lot of um, 
a lot of white people don't like having these conversations because it's very uncomfortable. They don't want to offend black people. They want to say the right things. But sometimes you just got to be like, yo, there needs to be a lot of also black people that are are not so judgmental of some of these questions. Mm -hmm. Because if a white person is asking you something, they're not asking you all the time from a place of trying to offend you. Yeah. It's just a motherfucking question. Yeah. Yeah. It's certain things that people should be more knowledge on. But I'm a, I'm cool in the sense that if you ask me a question and I know it's coming from a place where it's like you honestly want to ask me this to try to benefit you and try to help you out. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. 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 I don't. Mm-hmm. But some of the some of the questions y'all ask is dumb, though. <laughs> yeah, you gotta remember. I mean, b- before you ask a stupid question, just do do a little bit of research first. Yeah, that's true. But then they also say there's no such thing as a stupid question. Yes, there is. I yeah, never said that. <laughs> <laughs> that's in, that's in school when you're talking about math true. or something. Yeah, that's true. It depends on the subject matter. Yeah, yeah. But if you're like, so if you ask me a question like, so, um, is it true like black people created the ghettos? I'm like. <laughs> Man, you got to go through a whole fucking history lesson to teach. Yeah. People. But what, what I found, though, is that some of the information that's being out. It's uh, there's a lot of white America that are really pissed off and they're really disgusted. Yeah, that's that, a lot of white America that's doing a lot of research. They're doing a lot of research yeah. and they're, they're really disgusted in what's happened in America. Mm-hmm. And if you look at these fucking Black Lives Matter meeting, uh, not meetings. But Black Lives Matter, these protests, you would think it's a White Lives Matter protest because it's like it's a couple of black guys there, <laughs> and it's a bunch of other white people in the back. You just like, damn, yeah. You got like three black dudes with dreadlocks, and then in the back, it's just like a bunch of white dudes that look yeah. like they uh, like they go to Princeton. <laughs> like, damn, yeah. I think the coolest thing about it, and it happens in a lot with liberals, is there's this this certain uh, like togetherness that happens so that yeah. even at you know like the the pride uh parades and stuff there's straight right. people walking through there yeah um and you know with the black lives matters mexicans white people yeah, middle how, eastern it's I, support oh yeah it's, it's support cool. it's support mm-hmm. and I, I, it's beautiful mm-hmm. that's why like uh if i see another um racial group of people that like are in despair i just try to show my respect and mm-hmm. show my my and my listening skills in my ear Mm-hmm. And my compassion. Yeah. I remember it was uh, just recently uh, a couple of people posted it. It was the fires out here are really bad. It's ash everywhere. And then you see a bunch of Mexican immigrants in the fields with a fire right behind them. Not probably probably no more than about a mile or more away. Dang. Probably about two, no more than two miles away. The fire is just raging and they're out there in the crops mm-hmm. picking all this shit out. And yeah. this, and then people will look at those same people that's doing that work and say, "Build a wall, get them out of here." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, man. That's a that's a scary situation. Yeah, bro. There's pictures of it. You said yes. There's pictures of it. There's there there are literal pictures of the fire and probably about two miles away, it's uh, migrant workers out there just picking the crops out because mm-hmm. they get. I mean, you think about the person that own it. They like, oh, you know, can't like. I can't afford to have that be destroyed. Yeah. I don't know how much they were in harm's way, but I will say they are in harm's way because they're getting the worst smoke inhalation. Yeah. They has had the little handkerchiefs, the little mask on, and that was it. Yeah, and we weigh in Bakersfield, and it, it was still yeah. like uncomfortable breathing exactly. in all that smoke. It smelled yeah. like fucking hickory smoked bacon outside. Yeah, I was looking for a barbecue when I stepped outside. Yeah, I was just looking for a black dude with a barbecue pit outside. <laughs> hey, Leroy, is that you? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh that man funny. all right switching gears man um uh nobody has it all figured out mm-hmm. um the reason why i say this is because for some reason when you go to social media or when you talk to people they just live behind this facade everybody's social media is like a highlight reel when in actuality we don't have it all figured out i don't have it all figured out you yeah. know at 35 i'm still figuring out how to be a man there's a lot of things that i don't fucking know that i'm still learning to this day yeah <clears throat> i never want to come across as the person that um is um has it all in order and i'm giving people advice on things i can only give you advice on something i'm strong in yeah so if i'm not strong in it and i talk to anybody about it it will be in a sense of hey i'm still learning this shit yeah but this is what i've encountered so so like so far yeah um yeah whether it's finances or you know relationships or uh credit or whatever it is all this shit i'm not saying it's new to me but i haven't conquered all of it i'm doing much better in my life now but i haven't reached where i wanted to be i'm not where i want to be yet Mm -hmm. not doesn't mean i'm doing bad it just means i'm not where i want to be yeah i want to be a hundred percent self-reliant i want to wake up at my own time. I don't want to punch nobody else's clock. I don't want to make somebody more money than I make myself. Mm-hmm. Right. However, I'm never going to, I don't ever want to come off as if I got all my shit in order. Yeah. I think that, 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 that idea is um, important because even I think about that, that line Jay-Z had on uh, the story of OJ about buying, buying property in Dumbo and how it was worth, you know, I don't know what the, property value was i forget the line but he was basically saying he at one point in time he could have bought bought property in a in the section called dumbo in new york and then years later the value of the property went up and now he feels like dumbo like he feels stupid um so that kind of transparency isn't transparency is important because you know even if you look at a guy like jay-z his whole career he's always talked about himself he has many many lines about being a boss and you know being a businessman and stuff like that um, but that's important for people to know that you are human because a lot of times there's a g- lot of guys that's on YouTube and Instagram and they making these videos every single day and they never talk about what they learn. They are only right. giving out information. Yeah. Yeah. It's very tone deaf sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, you know, it's an important to, to, to hold on to that idea that you're, you're like this constant, um, this constant curiosity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, Guys like Kobe Bryant and, and Nipsey Hussle, you know, have, have talked about the just being a constant uh, curious person. Um, and I think that's important because, you know, um, we talked about you talked about like certain primes and how, you yeah. know, even, you know, relating it to the sexual thing. Yeah. Like, you know, when you come in at 20, 21 years old, you think you know what you're doing. But in reality, you don't know you what don't. you're doing. You don't know shit. Um, so the same thing with just life in general. There's just so much information out there. It's a, it's almost impossible to to have it all figured out in your 20s. Yeah, you don't. And yeah. and, and some people and I, I hear the the you know, the 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 over the over said thing that, you know, just women, women are they just mature so much faster than men and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Bullshit. You mm-hmm. don't know shit collectively. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows it. If you're 21, you say, well, you know, I'm 21, but I, I know what I want in my life and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You're going to find out you don't know what the fuck you're talking about when you turn 30. 
Yeah. Because my perspective at 30, I honestly don't feel like I became a man until I was 30 years old. I'm just be honest. Mm-hmm. And I, I've said this before. And some people was like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't feel like I truly became a man until I was 30 years old. Yeah. And then that kind of got the response was like, yeah, because, you know, women, they just mature so much faster. No, they don't. Yeah. I just don't believe it. I've seen. Two, That's not real. It's not but real. They took a science thing only referring to like physical That's you know, it. women begin. There was a girl in third grade. She had some big old titties already. I was like, I was like how you got titties already? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was funny. Yeah, just, yeah, probably, yeah, that's hilarious. Oh my God. Yeah, that's crazy. I, yeah, they, they mature. There's some women that look like grown women and they're young. Yeah. I remember I was, I think I was at a football game. I went to, it was a BHS game and it was a bunch of adults. And it, I, I think I went to the, uh, what do you call that? The concessions to get some nachos. Yeah. And she looked like she probably was like 24 years old. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't get at her or nothing. It just kind of was like a small talk conversation. Mm-hmm. And she had tattoos and shit. And I was like, oh, so I just said, oh, so will you go to BC or Cal State? She's like, oh, no, I go to West. Oh, God. And damn. I was like, oh, you have a nice day. <laughs> that shit was crazy. Yeah. Just some white girl that looked like a grown woman. And I was yeah. like, uh-uh. Like, yeah, I'm not. You're not about to get me out here looking like R. Kelly. I got, <laughs> I got to get the fuck. And it just made me feel so weird. I'm like, yeah. no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let, let's get off. Let's not get too far off topic. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that you you are better off living your truth and saying you don't have it all figured out and you're still learning. I'm. I won't really give the specifics, but I'm growing a business and I don't know everything I should know. And I'm a student of it, and I continue to learn. Yeah. Um, and I'm doing things and I might, you know, re- like go back and be like, fuck, maybe I should have not took, did this or this or that. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's happening with new knowledge. Yeah. Like with new knowledge, I'm willing to take on new knowledge and just disregard some shit I was doing. Yeah. But a lot of people aren't like that, man. They think they know what they're talking about. They have no idea. I think, I think the thing that I've, um, matured in mostly, um, in my late twenties at 28 years old is, is execution. Mm. Um, I think a lot of the things that I'm doing now outside of a podcast, podcasts weren't really popping like when I was was growing up. But um, outside of a podcast, a lot of the things that I'm I'm doing right now are things that I said or um, wanted to do mm. when I was a lot younger. Um, as far as just owning my own business, you know, that was always an idea. Um, you know, just different things, just, just being an entrepreneur, looking up to guys like uh, Jay-Z and, you know, guys like that um, at an early age. So these are things that I've always wanted to do. Um, even, you know, investing in stocks and stuff like that. Those are these right. are things that have always been an idea. But only now that I'm, you know, 28 years old, I, I understand on a on a deeper level how to actually do these things. So at one point in time, it was like, yeah, man, I'm going to be a business owner one day. Yeah. But. I had no idea about LLCs or, you know, you know, accounting and paying taxes. I had no idea about copywriting. Yeah. yeah, All that stuff. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's a whole nother world. Mm -hmm. And a a lot, even with, um, you know, guys like Jay-Z, it was only recently that they have like with the 
song that came out, Entrepreneurship um, with Pharrell. Is it Entrepreneurship? Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur with Pharrell, um, the, the whole 444 album and, you know, the black um, financial literacy and all these things. Because before then, it wasn't even a teaching aspect mm-hmm. to the songs. It was like, yo, I'm a bu- I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Let me handle my business. All these kind of lines that yeah. we've we grown familiar with. But there was no teaching aspect to it. No. But now in 2020, 2018, 2019, when... Um, you know, there's just so much more information. It's an influx of information out there. And it's just so much easier to attain these certain things. And True. like you said, you're, you're building a business. I'm also working on certain things that I'll be able to, you know, present more in the future. Right. But I know how to execute it. And yeah, if exactly. I can't do it personally, I know where to put the resources and where to put the money into the person exactly. that has the ability to do it. So 100%. And another thing, too, man, is... Like me, I'm the type of guy that I don't even really feel comfortable presenting a lot of things unless the product is really, unless I got some real steam behind it. So that's yeah. why even on the podcast, like I'm not the guy like, hey, y'all stay tuned. Like I got something for y'all and this is what I'm doing. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I see how people, and this is, this, this comes with, you know, um, uh, not acting like you have it all figured out. Cause I see people with businesses, they get on Instagram and the business is a half baked. There's no website for it. There's nothing really there. And they're like, yeah, you know, I'm grinding, man. Don't. And it, this is like this fake motivational stuff. Like, don't let nobody stop you from grinding. You know, this and this is like, come on, dude. Really? Yeah. Come on, man. Don't act like you got this shit figured out. Yeah. You don't even have a good. The reason why I know you don't you haven't devised a good plan is because I'm I'm growing a actual business and I'm doing something within the same realm as you, but I'm doing it bigger than you. Mm hmm. You're not about that, right? Yeah. And I'm not trying to shit on how other people do things, but don't act like you got to figure it out. And there was somebody that I'm not going to say any names, but there was somebody that I reached out to and they were um, selling uh, a mask. Right. And I was like, oh, um, and they basically said, oh, uh, you know, hit me in my inbox if you want some mask. And I was not and, and I hit him. I was like, hey, man, um, I think you can move a lot more of those units if you um if you had a website, like it's, it's harder to most nowadays, you kind of need a website. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he just kind of like the way he responded is like the information was offending him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm not a rookie to this. I know I know what I'm doing, bro. I Yeah. I, like I've been doing this for a while, bro. Trust me. I got connections and I, I know people that make this for me real cheap, this and that. And I'm yeah. like, I just said, oh, OK, man, no problem. Have a good day. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, you never, you never want to be that guy. And no. e- and even for me, there's certain things that I'm um, more versed in than um, a lot of people that I that I know personally. Yeah. Um, but I will still reach out to certain people uh-huh. and be like, "Hey, what do you what do you think about this? Or what do you think about this?" Because at the end of the day, it's it's okay for you to. Um, believe in something that you're doing right. but at the end of the day if you're presenting your that thing to the world mm-hmm. more people are going to consume it and then the more opinions you get from people that you actually trust it's you're going to get a realistic view of whatever product One, you're presenting 100 yeah. I th- I percent that's a great point and mm-hmm. i just think that the best way to do that is to find the most organic way to do it mm-hmm. don't like push it on people and then they force to tell you oh this is dope yeah. Oh, I like this. I'd rather like make it as oblivious, like not oblivious, but as uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As discreet. Yeah. As possible without looking for credit. I don't want. Seen, yeah. I yeah. mean, if you, I'm just out. I know the business you're working on and you haven't presented it on the podcast yet, but right. just um, out in the world, mm-hmm. I know that people have 
appreciate it, whatever you're, whatever you're working on. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's like, I'm not looking for credit. Mm -hmm. I don't want credit. I want to build a legitimate business from the ground up and let the product speak for itself. Mm -hmm. I don't feel the need to always be on social media looking for credit for something. Mm -hmm. Credit is not, credit does not make you successful. Yeah. Like what's the numbers? Well, like what did Nipsey say? What's the gross? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> What's talking the about movies here? We're yeah. not talking about yeah. record sales. Exactly. So, yeah, that's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there, man. Mm -hmm. If you don't got it all figured out, that's fine. It's okay. All yeah. Pretty much all of us don't. Nobody has to figure it out. You, it'll probably take to the day you die to where you figure shit out. You fi yeah. I think <clears throat> I think for me, when I, I talked about this before, but there was a, um, a insecurity I had with the age in which I graduated because I, oh, I, yeah. I went to, I graduated high school in 2010. Most of my, not most of them, but a lot of the college class, I mean, high school classmates that I graduated with graduated um, college around 2014, 2015. And um, I was still, I believe I was still at a junior college um, whenever a lot of those people were, uh, were graduating universities. And it was a, at that point, I, I would even kind of stray away from social media things. Like I didn't post a lot about the school in which I was at or, you know, where I was at in my life. I would post certain things that just out in the world, but not really about, you know, educational stuff. Right. Um, and I um, learned how to read today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, it, it wasn't until like I actually moved on to a university that I was becoming a little bit more transparent because a lot of my my college career. It took a little bit longer and it was only, I graduated at 26. So it was only maybe three years after you're right. really supposed to graduate, yeah, but that, just that's still not old though. Yeah. But at, you know, in, in, in real time, it just felt like the end of the world. Like, dang, I'm still here. Yeah. But, but what I know now is that I was still younger than, you know, I was actually, when I lived in my, my apartment, I was probably the youngest person in my uh out of my roommate so this motherfucker's my age in college though. yeah exactly it's people that go to the military and then they they come back and finish college and, and stuff like that so it's like at the end of the day um that's just something i had to learn it's like yeah you know one and especially mike uh, eric eric thomas says this also he's like when you go walk across that stage it doesn't have your age on it 100%. so you know yeah man i remember when i was going to bc and i was only like 20 years old there was People in my class, like 32, yeah. 20, 29. And I was like, dang, why are they still here? Niggas because, so old. Yeah, because yeah, cause you so you actually so dumb in that moment. You don't realize that this is not about being young and getting it done. You don't even know where you want to be, but you're looking at people like, why are they here at 32 years old? Also, those, I mean, what a lot of those people don't realize is that they may have been you. So you 100%. that go to BC at 18, 19, 20 years old, yep. you may come back when you're 35. Uh, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And you know, the difference between them and me is I have no intentions of ever going back to college. <laughs> I just don't, man. Yeah. I just for me, I don't know what I could get out of college, man. Uh -huh. Like I really can't get anything out of it. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, I it depends. That's not that's actually not true, depending on what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, but honestly, dude, nah. Yeah, there's a lot of um people like uh, Swiss Beats. You know, they ended up going back, and a couple other people. A lot of them. I think Swiss Beats really took it serious. Some, I think some people just do it just because they get bored. But um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's probably even for you. I think maybe um 
you know, like a one-off thing, one-off little class you take, you just go in there, maybe a business course or something you, you might could learn something in. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can also learn a lot from YouTube. Yeah. And I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not saying that both things are both very beneficial. Yeah, for sure. Both, because there's going to be some shit I learned in person going mm-hmm. to that class that I wouldn't get off YouTube. Yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, uh, not going to beat you guys over the head. This is a short one. Where are we at, man? 119. Oh, wow. Still pretty decent. Yeah. All right. Well, if you've been listening to this episode, you made it all the way here. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. Right here. Peace.